Turn up the headphones a little bit. Hey. Hey. Iso. Whoa, 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 clear out the room, I'm coming through, they wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill, I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it, I'm today's trying to tap it Yo, 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 it's your boy Dono Jam, welcome back to another installment of the Late Night Grind, man It's episode 6, I've really been racking up these episodes, this, these rapid fire episodes, basically, where I just talk about maybe like two games that happened the night before, man. I'm really starting to enjoy it. Hopefully, eventually, y'all come around. Like I said, the plays have been low, but, you know, my consistency has been going up. So, hopefully, you know, the the plays and stuff start to go off, go up as well. Make sure you tell your people if they like sports to tune in, you know, if you just, you know, need something to listen to on your way to work 15 minutes you got 15 minutes out your day when you're not doing nothing so you know support somebody you know who's trying to build a name for themselves build a brand for themselves and you know ultimately you know do their own thing man we all we all will eat if we all support each other that's what a lot of people don't understand you know and i'm gonna go ahead and be real with y'all man on this episode like a lot of people tell me they want me to succeed in this podcast thing but i don't really get too much help you know a lot of people say they're going to do this and do that and how they can't wait till I make it and stuff like that. But, like, when it comes for me the time watching the games and stuff like that and people over here watching with me, and this is not everybody. I'm not talking about everybody, but, yeah, you people know who you are. Basically, you know, people get upset that I be watching both of the basketball games or they only want me to watch a half or whatever. You know, they get really irritated and real agitated, you know, so. But they – Knowing that this is one I do want to do, knowing that this is my dream, I feel like, you know, people should just be more supportive. But then again, everybody ain't really supportive of your dreams, man. So if you're really chasing your dreams and you really got some people around you that's pushing you and supporting you and helping you get out there and, you know, trying to trying their best to help help see you win, you know, keep them people close because it's not a lot of people like that. I'm one of them people, if you come to me and you got anything, you know what I'm saying, let me know. I do my best to put it out there, but, you know, lately I haven't been finding too many people willing to do the same for me, but hopefully that changes. Hopefully, you know, the the podcast changes as far as, like, the plays. Hopefully I can get to a point where, you know, people start to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing and, you know, where I'm trying to go and what I'm trying to do. And, you know, you're going to have some people who who you wanted to be on board at the beginning, but, you know, wasn't really on board at the beginning. But now that the train get rolling, they're trying to hop on. But it ain't the most stops on this train, baby, till we reach our destination. So, and then if you try and hop on when we get to our destination, you know what I'm saying? Kind of too late. But that's enough of the sob story, man. Just a little bit of me pouring my heart out how I've been feeling lately. But tonight we had two great games, man. Two great games. We had um, two quarterfinal games to see who goes to Vegas. On Thursday, uh, we had the Celtics versus the Pacers, and we also had the Pelicans versus the Kings. The Pacers ended up defeating the Celtics 122-112. to 112. Therese Halliburton has his first career triple-double, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 13 assists. Buddy Hill poured in 21. Tatum had 32-12-6. Brown had 30 points and 9 rebounds. Their White had 18-4-8. Um, the Pacers came to play at the beginning of the game. Now, the Celtics also came to play at the beginning of the game as well, and they also end up, you know, pulling ahead. But the Pacers and just their willingness, their young group, I really like how they play together. It seems like they like playing together. And Tyrese Halliburton, it was a 
it was something I was reading when I was scrolling across social media. I want to say I was on Instagram. Basically, it was a quote of him saying how he he's tired of losing. He want to win, and you want your star player to feel like that. You know, you also want to remain patient. And, you know, what the Pacers are doing, they have some good guys and some veterans. They have Miles Turner and Buddy Hill, who's been in the league for a little while. They have Benedict Matherin. Um, you know, they also have, you know, Tyrese Halliburton. So they got a good, good, good group of guys. Maybe you want to get another star opposite Tyrese, you know, that can really, you know, also help take the game over and the ball won't be so much in his hands so he can focus a little bit more on defense because what you were seeing the Celtics do, especially Jason Tatum in the second quarter going into the second half, they were just attacking Tyrese. Like, they would pull him up in the pick and roll, switch, and, you know, basically try to attack him. Tatum got a nice little layup on him. Then he hit, like, a 30-foot bomb. Like, he just dropped one from, like, the logo. I want to say it was real close to the eye Indy. And so – but Tyrese, he has so much to do on the offensive end. You can understand players like him taking off on the defensive end, like a Harden, you know, back in his rocket days. Luka, how Luka is now, you know, you don't really see. Even though Luka hasn't always been the best defender, but given the fact of he does have to expend a lot of energy on the offensive end, it is going to take away from the amount of defense he can play because so much of your offense runs through him. 75, 80, 85% of your offense runs through him. So constant brawl screens, constant dribbling, taking bangs, bumps, you know, falling to the ground, exploding, accelerating, decelerating, stuff like that. So that takes a lot of out of a player. And it's really hard to, you know, shuffle your feet and move and stay in front of guys who are, you know, professionals. These guys are professionals, even though they might be guys number 15 on the on the bench. You still have to respect the fact that they are in, in the NBA and they are the elite of the elite. You know what I'm saying? So, and yeah. Hopefully Tyrese can get a get a guy where, or hopefully Benedict Matherin can turn into the type of guy who, you know, kind of helps. Now, um, uh, Andrew Nimhar that comes off the bench, and also T.J. McConnell, two of the guards that the Pacers have that come off the bench, they're really good. Man, you know, they can create for others and you know set up players and run the office and stuff like that. But and that's good for when Tyrese is on when Tyrese is off the floor. But when he's on the floor, you need somebody opposite of him also create for others and also get their own shot. I wouldn't necessarily say a DeMar Rosen, Zach Levine type player, but somebody of that mold, basically, like I said, who can create offense, initiate offense. And, you know, because Tyrese, he can play off the ball a little bit, in my opinion. He can do a little catch and shoot, cut to the basket, you know, screen, stuff like that. But he's best when he has the ball in his hands. That's why a lot of people say him and Fox won't work because they're kind of they're the same player, but they're not the same player. You know, Fox is more downhill, Russell Westbrook is, and Tyrese Halliburton is more, I wouldn't say Chris Paul, but he's more of that mode of, you know, getting people involved. You know, he can hit, he can get to the basket, hit the 15 foot pull up, you know what I'm saying? Hit the three ball. He's starting to hit the three ball at an extreme, ridiculous rate. Like he had one, one shot this game where he literally, it's just like he's just flinging the ball up, bro. And he has like a, a funky shot. Like it's kind of weird where he doesn't really – it's like a set shot, like an old man shot where he don't really get off the ground like that and the release is kind of – you know, it's more of a push a little bit, I would say. But, man, does that thing go in. And he's got – he's getting a step back down. Um, like I said, he playmates for his teammates. But the defensive end, that's the only thing for Tyrese. If he can – like I said, if the Pacers can get somebody – opposite to Tyrese, not necessarily saying they need to take Buddy Hill's shooting guard spot because they need a shooter of Buddy Hill's caliber. 
but maybe they can get a forward who can, you know, handle a little bit, initiate a little bit of offense and stuff like that. I think it will really unlock Tyrese on the defensive end because he's already got long arms. Tyrese is a 6'5 point guard. There aren't too many 6'5 point guards in the league. So long range, extremely long wingspan, up and down, young player. But I really, I really, you know, I really like the Pacers. A lot of people were saying, you know, um, they have one of the worst defensive in the defenses in the league, and that is true. They do have one of the worst defenses defenses in the league, excuse me. But they average maybe tonight was probably the second time. I think Ernie Johnson said tonight was the second time all season where they've been held under fifty points in a whole half. So the Celtics they had a formula, you know, um, in the first half they were locking down, you know, making that hard, forcing turnovers and stuff like that. Jalen Brown was getting it going, Tatum was getting it going, White was getting it going. How Horford struggled for the night, you know, um, given the fact that Miles Turner, Al Horford is more for like the Jokic's, Embiid's, Anthony Davis's, other worlds, you know, guys who like to play closer to the basket. Um, not say he can't play, uh, you know, on the perimeter, but a guy like Miles Turner, you know, kind of, kind of makes it a little bit harder for Al. Not saying that you know Al can't guard it, but he just makes it a little bit more difficult for Al. But uh, the Celtics in the second half, they really couldn't hit their threes like they were hitting in the first half. And you know how the Celtics are when they can't hit their threes, man. Um, a lot of chucking up. I mean, the ball was moving, but they needed Porzingis. They needed his spacing. Um, they needed his offense. And I think that's what the difference was in this game. So hopefully, you know, KP can come back and, you know, do his thing. Now the second game, the Pelicans end up beating the Kings 127-117. And... Uh, we had a fan who, you know, ended up having a medical incident and, you know, tragically ended up passing away. So um, I just want to give a moment of silence for that particular fan. And I want y'all to, you know, the whole Dolo Nation, you know, kicking the Dolo podcast. We just want you to know that, you know, your family is in our thoughts and prayers, man. And it's really sad to, you know, go to a sporting event, be extremely happy and think you're going to have a good time and, end up, you know, losing your life in the process, man. So, like I said, if we could just, you know, give maybe a good 60 seconds for a moment of silence for the tragic fan who lost their life in Sacramento last night. All right, man. Um, that was real heartening right there. You know, I'm sorry. If you listen to the episode, like I said, you could have skipped 60 seconds ahead. I'm pretty sure you all have 60 seconds to, you know, just give your thoughts and prayers to the family of the tragic fan, of the fan that was tragic, that tragically lost their life. Um, but yeah, man, it was a good game between the Pelicans and the Kings. 
like I said, the Pelicans end up moving on, end up being the Kings, end up being the Kings on the road. Brandon Ingram had 38 and 6. Herb Jones poured in 23, 5 and 5. Valentunas had 18 and 11. CJ had 17 and 7. Um, Troy Murphy had 16 off the bench. And, you know, the Pelicans, after the first quarter, they really got into their groove and they really started doing their thing. It was really good to see a lot of the injured players that they have that were so, that was so, you know, key to the type of season they had last season, like uh, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones, Troy, Trey Murphy. You know, guys, you know, who really are got some grit in them. Like I said, Ingram was leading the way. Zion only had 10 and 6. I think he had only 10, 6 and 6. Um, but he really didn't have to do a lot. CJ came back. It was so good to see CJ McCollum out there, you know, coming back from the collapse alone. I want to say it's his second game. Man, CJ McCollum, man, he's a true professional, given the fact of, you know, I wouldn't really say he, you know, he played with Dame in the early part of his career. I wouldn't really, I think Dame taught, you know, CJ a lot as far as like being a professional, how to maneuver the league and how to do their thing. It's really kind of upsetting. We didn't get to, you know, the guys didn't really get the adequate help and we really couldn't see what they would have been. You know, if they would have got the adequate help, a lot of times it was CJ and Dane backpacking a lot of them Portland teams. But over here in uh, New Orleans, CJ doesn't have to really be the guy. He's more of like the third option. I think Zion and uh, Brandon Ingram, 1A, 1B, you know, however you want to put it. Um, but CJ is more of the facilitator. He's the role guy. He makes sure everybody gets their shots, takes the shots at the right time. You know, he can get buggies as well. CJ can go for 50 or 60 in the game himself, but – you know, it's just a different role. He's more of the veteran on his team, trying to you know uplift the young guys to keep the right guy to keep the young guys on the right path, man. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, Fox had a good game. Sabonis had a good game. Uh, the Kings they went up early. They went up about 15 points, I want to say, in the first quarter. They ended up letting the uh, Pelicans storm back. They were just doing their thing, uh, getting deflections, steals, moving the ball, you know, hitting their shots. For Herb Jones to drop 23, that's 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 a good sight to see, you know, that your you know best perimeter defender and best defender in general is um, you know, getting his shots, making his shots. Because Herb Jones could be a great three and D player. I don't think he'll ever get to the point where he'll be like a shot creator, create off the bounce. I believe, you know, um if he does, he it'd be more of a uh, Duncan Robinson type thing where, you know, you get well, I wouldn't say that because Duncan Robinson is a real shooter, like a shooter shooter. But, you know, if Herb Jones can knock down his threes and keep playing the type of defense we know Herb Jones to play, also him and Trey Murphy coming off that bench along with Jose Adorado, the Pelicans are scary. This is the first time in a while that, we, you know, we've seen their team, you know, healthy, healthy. Because the last two seasons, I think they made the play-in. Um, the season before last, they actually made the playoffs, but last season they didn't. So, you know, it was a lot of times just Brandon Ingram, no Zion. Um, Zion's looking good. He's looking healthy. I think Zion over his last five to six games is averaging anywhere from 22 to 25 points. And that's what you need from him, five assists, seven rebounds, something along those lines. So, you know, Zion is a force. He's an undersized four. He's like 6'8", maybe 6'9", but he's just strong and he's real bouncy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's just real hard for a guy 265 with that type of hops for you to consistently keep him out of the paint. And, you know, he's trying to add the three ball to his game. Hopefully, you know, over the course of time, he can get better at it. And that will really unlock him, you know. And also, Brandon Ingram. If Brandon Ingram, he does his thing, too, and he's a he's a bona fide scorer. But, you know, Brandon Ingram has some nights where he just, you know, he fades out, he phases out, fizzles out. And, you know, not to say that every NBA player does it, but if 
Brandon Ingram came with more of that I'm finna take the game over mentality. I think Brandon Ingram could really be something special. Really be really can be something special. But like I said, Fox had 35 and 4. Sabonis had a triple double with 26, 13, and 10. Malik Monk, you know, getting buckets off the bench like he normally do. Probably the sixth man of the year, or at least the front runner for sixth man of the year through the early portion of the season, 21, 3, and 5. Keegan Murray back from his back injury, you know, putting in some good points. He had 14, 4, and 1. The Kings, man, I still like the Kings, even though they didn't get a chance to win. Um, the Kings, I believe they could have been, they could have did a lot better. But I think also the length from the Pelicans really, you know, really, really like, I wouldn't say deterred them, but really, really affected them. Um, the Pelicans are another physical team, just as physical, just as physical, if not more physical than the Kings are. Um Sabonis was down there bound with Valachunas all night, and we already know Valachunas is a rock. You know, a guy who, you know, can give you 15 and 10 any night, you know, who can occasionally, you know, step out and hit the three, who got the left hand hook, the right hand hook, who got the 15-foot jump shot, who can pass, you know, a, a, a typical European big, you know. And not just I don't mean that lightly, you know, because them guys are really some really good basketball players. Look at Sabonis, you know what I'm saying? Look at Giannis, look at Jokic. Even not even just bigs. Look at Luca. You know what I'm saying? European players are really good players. They're really skilled players, man. They're they're really fundamentally sound players, and that's what Valachunas is. Great footwork in the low post, big body. You can't really move him off his spot like that. Gets to his shot, doesn't rush anything. Takes what the defense gives him. Can make a lot of passes on the court. You can slick kind of you know run your offense through him on the elbow. You know. If you if you see fit, you know, for a couple of positions and stuff like that, because he you trust his decision making and he's been playing basketball for a while. One of the best players on the Lithuanian team. And you know, a very, a very decent center and decent player in the NBA. He's not a scrub. Definitely a definitely a good player for sure, man. So it really bothered the Kings a lot. Um Sabonis did all he could. Herder started off hot, you know. Um, I believe he had what? the first seven points in the game or seven of the first 15 or something like that. It kind of just fizzled out, man. Kind of just fizzled out. Um, Herder, I think he needs to take more of the Duncan Robinson approach where he gets to the basket a little bit more, like he uses his shot to get to the basket. Also, I think he needs to tighten up his handles. He's a good passer. He made some, you know, sound decisions. He does try hard on the defensive end. He's not a defensive stopper or anything like that, but, Kevin Herter, he's a he's a good player. He's a good player, similar to you know Buddy Hill. And um, when they traded for him, and when they let Buddy Hill go, I kind of saw the similarities in it. Buddy Hill's got more, he's got more weight on him. But you know they're they're the same type of player, if that makes sense. But if um he can do his thing, Keegan Murray can be a little bit more aggressive. Um, Harrison Barnes has just been struggling, bro. Like we need i need harrison barnes that you know open at night harrison barnes who can go for like 30 or 40 you know what i'm saying and you gotta think about it a lot of people expect harrison barnes to be that guy coming out of north carolina taking with the seven overall pick didn't really pan out how they wanted him to and go to state he was a key part of the first championship for sure but um a guy who does not you know did not perform well in the big moments last year in the playoffs when they were going against the warriors you would expect harrison barnes to come out and average at least 15 20 points this is your old team you got to give him some get back you got to show him what you're talking about but uh like draymond green said after the series was over with when harrison barnes took the shot to um try and win the series we didn't see that story too many times we didn't seen it too many times and harrison barnes bro you got to be more of a clutch player 
you need to be more assertive. I wouldn't say he's necessarily the weak the weak link within the starting lineup, but if anybody you're going to let, you know, try and get theirs, it would be Harrison Barnes. And that's not something the Kings need to, uh, you know, if they want to, you know, go further in the playoffs than they did last season. But it's still a good team, still hardly coached. I still like, the, uh, like I said, Sasha, Sasha Vizinkov from um, – I forgot where he came from, from EuroLeague. Uh, I forgot what team he played for last season. But he's a really good pickup. Like I said, the European players, bro, they are really skilled, fundamental players. They're not the most athletic, but they play the game the right way, the smart way, and that's what I really like. But uh, this has been, you know, the sixth installment of the late night grind, man. Make sure you go to Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to uh, audio versions of your podcast. Uh, Spotify would be the the most helpful in me trying to progress the podcast and take it to where I'm trying to get it to. Um, make sure you leave a review. Like I said, I have questions at the end of every podcast, man. And uh, till next time, y'all know what we do and how we do. So without further ado, catch y'all later, man. Peace. Turn up the headphones a little bit. Hey, hey, I saw. Whoa, 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 clear out the room, I'm coming through, they wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill, I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it, I'm today's trying to top it 